0: Ladies and gentlemen, happy Friday. Welcome to Unapologetic Live. I'm Amala. That's Taylor. What's up? <laughs> and today we're going to be doing something a little different. You know, Taylor and I are not starved for dating advice. Taylor's married recently married yes I am whoop, whoop. okay he's got to the wedding woman. ring on to a woman we must clarify these days <laughs> <laughs> and I have a boyfriend but I saw Matt Walsh react to dating advice that he found on TikTok and I thought you know what TikTok is a cesspool for horrible dating advice maybe we'll find some good stuff but I did compile a few TikToks uh, to look at on the dating advice hashtag so that we can take a look and see what young people are saying is the way to go when it comes to relationships in this day and age so I figured we'd be react to a few and and see what's up, see what we think about it, see if we're going to start implementing this in our daily lives. Maybe we'll get some tips that we can use in our relationships as well. Here we go. Here's number one, the most effective way to get anyone to chase you.
1: If you want someone to chase you this is exactly how you do it and it doesn't matter if you've just met them or if you've known them for a long time you do this and you're gonna hear from them but i'm gonna tell you right now it is gonna be hard and it's gonna require a little bit of patience and willpower okay so let's get right to it no more initiating contact
0: no more double texting no more responding to stories no more liking photos because they need to feel like they've lost your attention before they're gonna start chasing you tap the plus sign to follow for more and good luck oh that was it (laughs) (laughs) that was all the advice so ignore them don't start conversations with them don't go on their social media and like the things that they post and make them feel like they've lost you i get so confused by this because i see a lot of women specifically on the internet saying you know if you want a guy to really like you show no interest you know play that whole hard to get thing it's it's been a tactic that's been around for decades if not centuries uh I just think it's so lame. Be forward about who you are and just and and what you want and what you're looking for. And if you're interested in somebody, why would you have to fake that interest and and fake as if you are not interested in them? It makes no sense to me. And if anything, you're giving somebody an indistinct picture of what you actually are like, because suddenly when you have them, are you going to start showing them interest like you normally would and starting those conversations and doing that? And suddenly you're a whole different person than the person that they thought they were interested in and invested in before I don't get it
2: yeah going straight to mind games this is never a good idea it forces you to well it's it's this manufactured world so you're no longer being your authentic self and engaging as your authentic self and and you're basically having to perform in some sort of capacity uh, so so that you're, you know, they're interacting with your performance. And uh, it's it's just total, it's a way to like completely undercut any bit of genuineness. I mean, there are ways to be astute and smart and like, you know, being emotionally intelligent with regard to how you approach conversation. Right. when it's just like you're using like these tactics that you're learning on TikTok, uh, that's not a healthy way to start trying to pursue a relationship.
0: Right. I completely agree. And there's a difference between, you know, that I absolutely need him and I need to talk to him all the time and I don't need him. And that's just through character development that I think you... Get that mindset as a woman or as a man of I don't need codependency. I don't need to be talking all the time. I don't need to be talking to this person day in and day out. That's something you develop within yourself of just not being having this attachment style to people. But yeah, to play a game and to act like something you're not is always starting off on the wrong foot for you and them because now they're getting this weird pseudo character from you that's not even real whatsoever. So I'm going to give that. I don't know. A zero out of 10 for advice. (laughs) I'm not going to rate. It has no. I'll give it a
2: one just because, okay, there is some way in which like, you know, I don't know, using tactics can be good. But yeah, overall, it's really bad advice.
0: Right. You might be successful and you might get the attention, but it's on a false premise. So is that worth it? Ladies and gentlemen, let me know in the comments down below. Here's the next one. This was a tough lesson to learn. Let me tell you.
3: Three things I wish I knew before I started dating. No man is hotter than me, no man is funnier than me, and no man is smarter than me.
0: Three. Th- Again, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Profound. <laughs> I imagine she's just going to be batting a thousand out there on the playing field. I can't imagine. There, there's got to be some guys who are into that sort of woman. You're not hotter than me. You're not smarter than me, and you're totally not funnier than me. There's probably guys that are turned on by that and see that and they're like, oh, she's so confident. Oh, my gosh. She knows who she is. But I just listen to that and I hear, ew, in my head.
2: It's like, yeah, you're not interesting to me. Right. <laughs> if that's your, It's like, let's go to extreme uh, self-absorption, you know, this girl boss mentality. And, uh, you know, you're so lucky as to even be interacting with me. Yeah. Uh, it's confidence is a good thing, but that's. To an unhealthy degree.
0: It shouts emasculation to me, actually. As a man, to hear that from the woman that you're trying to pursue and you want to be with would be very emasculating. And especially if it's a mindset that just is a constant, like you could never be better than her at anything. Don't you want a partner that is better than you at certain things? I, as a woman am so proud to be like the person that I'm with is smarter than me the person that I'm with is wiser than me the person that I'm with is so talented and and more talented than me and this 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 and that because it shows you know I sought out somebody and I, I got somebody who is a well rounded person who has strengths that I don't have and we are in this symbiotic relationship where when I have a weakness they make up for it with strength and where they have a weakness I make up for it in strength and the opposite of that is just this I'm the person that I'm with is I'm always going to be better than them. They'll never be better than me. They'll never usurp me on anything. And is, that's kind of lame.
2: <laughs> yeah. And if you have to be so, so loud about it in that way, like you must not believe it. It's not coming from a sincere place. Again, it's like this manufactured sense of confidence that is a substitute for actual confidence, because if you were really confident, you would just be yourself.
0: Right. Right. I'm reading the comments on this. This is so interesting. You save me so much time heavy on the smarter part i'm getting this tattooed on my face daily affirmation so you're just like this it's just a community of young girls watching this content and going yes queen hashtag girl boss hashtag a girl boss too close to the sun oh my gosh and taking this in and internalizing it and going this is how i'm going to approach my dating life and you know for most young women, this is not true. We know with the rates of depression, anxiety, not having very high self-esteem. So it's just this plastered on, I'm going to fake it till I make it and pretend like I'm this, this and that in order to get a man, which is the worst possible thing you could be doing when dating. Seems healthy. Seems totally healthy. Oh, <laughs> uh, And I love it because there are women on here and men who are like, I'm a professional dating coach. And you look at them and I'm like, OK, where's the wedding ring? If you're a professional dating coach and they never have one, it's never there. And Matt Walsh sort of pointed out and said, if you're giving people dating advice on TikTok, shouldn't you be married? Shouldn't you have some proof that your dating advice has been successful for you in some way, shape or form? And they never do. They never do. Here's this next one. Uh, The caption on this is the last one drives him so crazy, it's almost evil. And the title is five scientific ways to make him want you. I bet this is going to be heavily based in science. Here we go. If you
1: want someone to want you, like really, really want you, there are some really specific things you can do right now. As a relationship expert, I know that flirting is both an art and a science and it needs to be done just right. First thing you're gonna do when you see him, you're going to hug him. You're going to be like, oh my god, it's so good to see you. Wow. Any kind of touch stimulates nerve endings. So this is the perfect way to start touching while keeping it super casual. If anything at all weird or interesting happens around you while you're chatting, you're going to shoot him a knowing look. You're going to look dead in his eye and be like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening right now. If he says anything at all funny, you are going to touch his arm while you laugh. Like, (laughs) keep him on the exact border of wondering whether you're flirting or whether you're not flirting when the conversation is at its peak Like he's hanging on every word. You're gonna leave It's gonna make him feel disappointed that the conversation ended and super excited to see you again (laughs) Next thing you're gonna do is compliment him But don't compliment him while you see him wait till after something like it was so nice seeing you looking all hot today This one's like money makes him so excited
0: to see you again Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, good. Exit. I don't need to see any more of that. It's just screaming to me, be fake. Just be fake. Do this, this, and that. In fact, ladies, why not, before you go on the first date, go and scope out the restaurant and plan all the spots where you're going to stand, where you're going to bend over, when you're going to laugh, and even script the conversation if you, if you can. You know, lead him to make the joke so that you can laugh and touch the arm and be a complete psycho. <laughs> just be normal. If a moment comes up where a guy says something and it's genuinely funny and you want to laugh, laugh. If a moment comes up where you want to touch somebody during conversation, do that. Just be yourself and respond in a way that you would normally respond. It's this weird culture that we're in right now where we're telling young girls, when you go on a date, just don't be yourself. Uh, Play up everything. Act like you are the main character act like you're the girl in the rom-com so that this guy gets a false depiction of who you are as a person and then you know six months in when you're already comfortable and he's he's wrapped around the finger then act like yourself and be normal again do you know what that's gonna it's not gonna work
2: yeah it just feels like dating has become this game in and of itself and it's like people are just playing the dating game to play the dating game and it's not really meant to be going anywhere or to be pursuing a meaningful relationship if you want a meaningful relationship it doing these types of of games and just like little you know tactics and stuff it's you can't build anything on that it's not a Mm -hmm. it's not a firm foundation like you're saying being yourself is how you that's something that you can build on but when but you know whenever if you are trying to build a serious relationship with someone and then a storm of life comes and all that is your foundation is you know oh well I remember when I touched your arm at the restaurant and how I I perfectly timed that like time when I bent up bent down and made you you know whatever feel like I'm into you or whatever like uh that that's not going to help you out whenever you have a dispute or whenever you have issues or whenever uh it it's just not a, a wholesome thing that there's no roots to it. It's literally just a house of cards, and so good luck uh, with following this woman's advice. But if all you're in it for is just you know telling stories about your successful dating life on TikTok, then yeah, maybe this would be a great you right. know war story for you to use some of this lady's uh, advice.
0: Exactly, and yeah, and and I will be very honest here this might get you a lot of attention it might get you exactly what you want this boy being like i'm in love with her she's so sweet she's so cute she's so adorable i'm just letting you know it won't be real because it's not actually you it's just advice that you got off tiktok from some girl who claims to be a dating expert and then you implemented it and then suddenly you tricked this guy into thinking that you're some sort of movie character that he's in love with some sort of like manic pixie dream girl and you're not uh and It looks like people in these comments are picking up on it. Somebody, People are saying, this is so pick me. Okay, well, I want him to pick me. (laughs) Well, that person was catching on to it, but not enough. This is a clear depiction. Yeah, so they put this DW person, if you can read it down here. This is so pick me, because that's what people are putting in the comments. Uh, You can see it right, right below. Okay, well, I want him to pick me, so... So I'm okay with putting on this fake persona so that this guy picks me. All that matters at the the end of the day is that he chose to be with me, even though it's not the real me. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. This has 672,000 likes, which I'm assuming most are from young girls. This should be concerning (laughs) that this is what they're learning. Just be this fake version of yourself so that he'll love you because nobody could ever love the real you, right? That's really what this is saying. This is the underlying part of all this cutesy little act faked, bend over, do the smile, laugh, ha <laughs> ha type thing. That's what it is. Here's a guy giving dating advice. This is how to get into your crush's head. I can't wait.
2: Want to know how to get into your crush's head? Part two. If I were you, I would save this video. By the way, this works for both boys and girls. Let's get into it. Start typing to your crush on Snapchat, but don't send anything. This will give them a notification that you are typing. I promise they will be thinking about you for the rest of the day.
0: You should try it out. Oh my gosh, you should try it out. It's just all games. I don't even know what else to say about this other than it's just games. If you have to trick somebody into being interested in you, honey, it's not going to work out. And it certainly is not going to work out long term. Just approach things as who you actually are dating is not like playing monopoly where you can make all these tactical plays in order to get where you need to be it is not a board game it's not a computer game it's not valorant you you just go about your business be yourself and find somebody who loves that because that is what you will find and it is out there and if you spend your time trying to you know cuff up somebody who doesn't love who you are loves a fake version guess what the person who actually is gonna love you is out there just walking around and maybe finds another girl who's actually being honest about who they are and it won't be you and the same is for boys do not do this (laughs) don't trick somebody into thinking that you want to talk to them and then just don't send them a message
2: yeah i i don't know what to say i mean uh You you are like your life. This is your life. okay. this Mm -hmm. is your heart at stake. And you as a human being, whether you're a guy or girl, you're you're worth more than just reducing your relationship, your happiness, your potential uh, for for finding a companion in life to little dumb tactics like this that we're talking about and, and it's really ultimately not a game and you can you can play this game for a while it's like fun and cutesy and entertaining or whatever mm-hmm. but uh it's not going to give you any lasting happiness or anything that you're really looking for it's not going to help you find the right person for you and that's like the hard truth and so it's like it's fun you know and and uh, i get it like you know i I, I've been younger, done the dating thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's a it's a it's. But you can only treat your life like a game for so long, and like the longer you do, uh, the the worse off you'll be, and that you're just you're just uh, losing out on finding something that is deeper, more meaningful, and that that is actually um, something that that corresponds with who you really are and what you really want. And so you know, it's, it's all just like a waste of time.
0: It is. It's it's giving middle school it's giving middle school. Yeah. I'm getting hints of middle school in watching these Which videos. This guy
2: might be in middle school to be fair.
0: Well, this guy <laughs> might be in middle school, but the other ones are grown women. Yeah. You've got grown women giving you middle school advice on how to get a partner. That's wild to me. I will this kid get to pass because he very much could be in middle school if you are not, I apologize. You look very young, but these grown women giving this advice, like, what do you mean? Here's another grown woman. This is dating advice for the dolls.
3: So I'm just driving in the car and I thought, you know what? Let me give the gals some advice. Okay, dating a new man. Do you want, if you want him to come at you correctly, if you want him to buy you things or whatever it is that you want from this man, never ever tell this man anything bad that your ex did what you do is how you flip the script when he starts asking about your exes i want you to say you know what my ex he provided for me he was a stand-up gentleman he took me to places that i only dreamed of men are very competitive so once he knows that you wouldn't settle for some bullshit he's gonna come correct i do it all the time and it works my ex gave me this advice when i was like 22 and it has worked on every man men are competitive they just they want to outdo the last man so don't don't confide in him and tell him all the sad trauma. nobody wants to hear that tell him how you have just been swept off your feet so i'm just driving in
0: the car oh my goodness
2: good old psychological manipulation
0: yeah just little psychological warfare on your partner what let's just step outside of this for a moment and think about what she's actually saying she's saying that when your boyfriend or significant other asks you something lie just lie to them create a false story that did not happen and never was the case so that you can trick them into wanting to be more competitive how about saying my ex did do some bad things that's why i'm not with them anymore Don't do those things or I will not be with you anymore. That's just a boundary that I have. And I would appreciate that if you if you would be a better man than that person and not stoop to that level so that we can continue this relationship. But instead, you want to trick a man into thinking you were with Prince Charming, which how does that work? Because why'd you break up then if he was perfect and and beautiful and did everything for you? Where's where's the ring? When was the engagement? Because you're not together. So then I'm just going to assume that there's something wrong with you. And you did something wrong in that relationship. If he was Mr. Perfect and did everything for you and now I have this uh this this hoop I gotta jump through. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Taylor. Yeah. Any 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 feedback to just lie to him? <laughs> uh,
2: I mean Would this yeah. work on you? No, because Because it completely lacks any like genuineness Mm -hmm. and you're, yeah, it's a, it's a tactic to manipulate a man into competing with an imaginary perfect person and he should treat you right. Not because he's competing against an imaginary perfect person, but because you won't settle for being treated less than what you deserve. Great point. So yeah. So you don't, you should, if you have to manipulate a guy into treating you the right way, then he's not the right guy because the right guy will treat you right. Because he's the right guy and he sees you for what you're really worth, which he's never going to see, by the way, If as long as you're lying to him and playing games and manipulating him.
0: Right. You're literally just a liar. <laughs> and like, I can't imagine, even if the guy was convinced and he didn't ever find out you were lying and he just thinks your ex was perfect, don't you think he would be a little like... Ew, I don't want to know that the last guy you were with was just like Prince Charming and totally perfect and it just didn't work out. Like, I don't think that is going to help your relationship or at least help his mindset in dating you. Would you like knowing that, Taylor? Even if it's like, <laughs> even if you just bought into the lie.
2: Yeah, like, well, sorry things ended with him, I guess. like, right. you know, like To uh, me, it's
0: just like, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's very. it's a very strange thing to say. Like, oh, my ex was so great and so perfect. It's like, okay, well, why aren't you still with them? And, you know like why be why bother being am i wasting my time that's
0: how i feel right <laughs> you're like still I'm hung so...
2: up on this person apparently so what? i don't want to waste my time yeah
0: i'm so glad you had prince charming before me i'll try to step it up i guess yeah. horrible advice oh my gosh how many likes did that have let me check 179 thousand likes and what the first comment Oh, second comment. Thank you for giving me this at 21. Been wondering what I was doing wrong. I got it now. I'd be too real with them and tell them the traumas of my past with 600 likes on that. Oh, gosh. <sighs> girls are taking this to heart. Now, there's obviously other comments saying this is BS. Don't do this. But there are young girls listening to this and going, yep, this is what I'm going to start doing in my relationships. Horrifying. Here's this one. Toxic texting tip number 15. If you want to be toxic, here's a good texting tip. Who is ever on the internet going, how to be toxic? I truly want to be toxic. This is a new culture that's springing up, I think, out of radical feminism and this whole view of toxic masculinity and this idea of if we have toxic masculinity, why not have toxic femininity? Let's give the toxicity back to the men. Even though you know my opinion, toxic masculinity does not exist. There are just toxic people. And that goes across the board. It doesn't matter what your gender is, and it's not ascribed to your gender. There are toxic men. There are toxic women. It just makes you a not great person, and it has nothing to do with your sex. Uh, Now, here's your toxic texting tip. If you want to be toxic, here's a good texting. tip.
1: Disclaimer, this only works if you're not blocked. You're going to text your ex about your special spot.
0: If it's a restaurant, ask, what was the name of that place where we got that type of food? Be very specific. If they tell you the name of the spot, say, okay, thank you so much. They'll be wondering who you're going there with because clearly it's not them. This also makes that special spot seem a lot less... Special. Can't be that special if you don't remember it, right? For added bonus points, take a picture of your meal and tag the location of the restaurant. Post it on your store. Go forth and blossom, young ones. Go forth and blossom young ones. She knows she's talking to young women about this. This has 1.6 million likes on it. Imagine, imagine being so consumed with your ex-boyfriend that you spend time creating a fake narrative surrounding going to a restaurant that you went to when you were dating. (laughs) You spend enough time to want to like text them and ask where the place is, make up a fake scenario where you're going to this place with somebody else. Physically go to the place, take pictures of the food, Tag it and make sure that they see it on your social media. Do you know how psycho that sounds? (laughs) You sound legit insane. If this was a man saying to do this and making a a TikTok video about it, everybody would be jumping down his throat saying, you're toxic, you're a stalker, this is serial killer energy. But because it's a girl saying it and telling these young girls to do it, it's totally fine. No, you sound like a psychopath.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this should be on that Twitter feed of women posting their L's online. This is like totally posting an L that you would even think that it's a good idea to do this or that it's somehow a statement of power. It's a statement that you you, it's not a statement of power over them. It's a statement that you're beholden to them and that you're still under their power because you're not over them. 100
0: percent, 100 percent. And again, this is a grown woman giving you middle school advice this would be like if this was accurate to what the age demographic this is supposed to represent this should be like a 13 year old girl on her first boyfriend saying like hey guys you should like ask your bob to pick you up and take you to the restaurant where you got ice cream and take a picture of the ice cream and put it on your snapchat that's what it should be but this is a grown woman giving advice to people telling them to do exactly this oh my gosh and you're so right it just means that you're consumed with them and as soon as the man sees through that, do you know how embarrassing that? That's not just embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. How are you not embarrassed <laughs> posting this on the Internet? Yeah, uh- oh, my gosh. I can't. I, I don't have any any more words. There's, there's one more here. And this is captioned. This is so important. Hashtag life tips. Hashtag dating advice. Last one at 31 years old i say this with love and only the best of intentions you could have the perfect sandwich but if there's even just a little bit of shit in it it's a shit sandwich don't settle at 31 (sighs) years i think this is the biggest qualm i have with dating advice in this day and age 30 year old 31 year old woman again a grown a woman telling you to do this with your dating life there is this whole culture on the internet right now particularly with young girls and this sort of millennial age girl, that if he is not Prince Charming, if he is not perfect, if he does not love every single bit of everything you do, if you guys, uh, you know, argue even once, like, he's out of there. He, is, he has to be completely and utterly perfect, accept everything about you, and he has to be as as attractive as you want as intelligent as you want as as funny as you want as charming as you want he has to hit every single box or he's out of there you know how long you're gonna be waiting to find that man (laughs) you're gonna be like 98 years old and you're walker like well i haven't found him yet and that's what's gonna be like that's what your life is gonna be because guess what it doesn't exist, and you can find somebody who makes you feel that way, and you'll still have little problems with them. Like, no relationship is ever going to be absolutely perfect. No rocky road ever. You guys never argue. You you don't dislike anything about him. There's no pet peeves. That doesn't exist. We are all human individuals with our own quirks, with our own life experience that is completely separate and, and totally unique to us, and you're going to find things that are not perfect and it doesn't mean you have to throw the whole sandwich away like it's like it's in this analogy this analogy is very much imperfect and again you will be 98 walking out the the retirement home if, if you're even still walking at that point trying to find this man because he does not exist
2: yes i mean i think you have a very like it's, I, it's a new thing for me to look at this generation and see like just the whole dating dynamic because on the women's side the message is you can do no wrong. You're mm-hmm. a woman. You're perfect just as you are and uh, that that's it and the right guy for you is the guy who just wants to come and tell you how great you are support you in everything that you want to do right. be, be that man um, whose whole world is you're your his world and, he, and uh, he wants to put you on a pedestal and that that's the ideal on both sides. So basically, like you're the you're the boss babe, and he's the simp, and that's men are incentivized to do according to the culture now. But yes, the problem there is just like uh, it. It's again, it's like lacking in self respect for yourself as a person, and it's like the right. The you should want somebody who. Uh, who challenges you a little bit and right. brings out the best in you and that you have to contend with. Like that's, that's what, what can make a healthy relationship. And if all you ever have is someone, it's like the spoiled kid, you know, whose parents never say no. And all. they say, Oh, you know, you're, you're the perfect, like Veruca on Charlie and the chocolate factory, just getting everything you want that you can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, that's how you create really bad, spoiled, entitled people. And how do you think a relationship is going to last if you uh, the whole thing is built on a man appeasing your every need. Yes. And you know, you might find someone, but they will be dead inside, and it'll be a really unhealthy codependent thing where the, if a man's willing to like just do nothing but be a doormat for you in the entire relationship. And I didn't. Right. And, and this goes the other t- way, too, by the way. Sorry, I'm like taking a minute on this. No, but, no, go for it. But like, I was raised in a very like conservative Christian culture. I, and um, in my dating, early dating experience, um, I would, would date. These girls and like the culture at that time was like the the flip opposite. It was like you find this perfect man and you just cater yourself to to his needs. And in that, um, I would be dating these people, these girls, and I'd be like, I feel like I'm not dating another human being because they just want to know, well, what should I think about this, and how, you know, like what's the right to- way for my life to be, and and all, they're just like looking to me to just be there and be all end all in life. And I'm like, I, that made me so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want someone who's just like, whatever you say, whatever you wanna do, whatever I should be. I'm like, I want someone to contend with. I want another human being to interact with and and to like make decisions with and who will bring right. out the best in me and challenge me because I know I have blind spots. It's like, have it's. I had to have a little humility in, in knowing that. And, and uh, anyways, so I just see, it's interesting to see like this generation is like sort of the opposite of the, tr- which makes sense. I guess if you swing the pendulum the old way, but the old yeah. traditional like woman don't think just go after a man who's going to, you know, uh, be that your end all be all in life. It's like neither one of those extremes is good. and But it, the one that's mainstream in our culture now is definitely the, you know, no better than the old one.
0: Right. And I'm like, where are women getting this idea that Prince Charming exists? Because that's never other than in movies, which I'm maybe it's just movies that they're getting this idea from. It does not exist, and it never has. I don't know where this idea is coming from that you're just going to find the absolutely perfect person for you. Like, who told you that? <laughs> who gave you that idea? And it's it's so... It's going to separate you from even growing as an individual because you're going to what? Find a man who doesn't want you to be better and just accepts exactly what you are right now and is, never pushes you and never challenges you, like Taylor said. Like, yeah. you're never going to improve if you just find a man who's like, I love everything about you already and nothing needs to be better and the same for him he's not going to improve either so you're just yeah. going to be in this vicious cycle of just being subpar individuals and being way less uh way less well rounded than you could be
2: so, that, that's a good uh, one last thought on this mm-hmm. is that someone who really loves you and someone who really does value you is going to hold you accountable to the potential that they see in you. So they're not going to let you be less than what they know you're capable of mm-hmm. being. But if you just have it so that so that everything you can do no wrong and they have to accept you just as you are when you're slacking and when you have blind spots and when you're not being the person that you should be and not living into the person that you were created to be, um, they're not going to hold you accountable to that. They're just going to be like, well, it's so great that you just being you and and being comfortable and being whoever you are, like and I don't want that. I told my wife, like I want you to hold me accountable to who you believe me, in me to be. You know, yeah. I want you to to call that forth and to challenge me and not let not let me settle for what you know I'm what you believe I'm capable of. And I feel the same way about her.
0: A hundred percent. Your significant other should make you a savage in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. That should be their goal, and that should be your intent in your relationship. And and to have that not be the case is just. I don't know. I mean, if that's what you want, that's what you want. But I'm I'm just thinking it's not going to be all that successful. So that was the dating advice that we found on TikTok, guys. If you've gotten a horrible piece of dating advice, write that in the comments down below. Also, if you have any good pieces of dating advice or any arguments you feel like were not made, put that in the comments down below as well, because it seems like we need some good dating advice out there on the Internet, because this is, oh, garbo, garbo. Now, uh, to close out today's show we're gonna get into love hate comments these are our top comments from the week some of them are points of opposition from stuff that we said during the show others are massive support comments which uh, we always love to see so let's go through them and respond this one is from jeremy mcginnis he says you know libs of tiktok was also doxing people and accusing lgbtq teachers of being groomers right This is in reference to the Libs of TikTok account on Twitter that was recently doxed. This woman was running this account anonymously and was choosing to remain anonymous. And Taylor Lorenz of The Washington Post wrote an article doxing her. Now, Libs of TikTok, let's clear this up. This first sentence was not doxing people. Libs of TikTok was finding TikToks that were already published on the Internet of teachers who work at specific schools or uh, just random leftists making these videos and just reposting them with a caption. That's all that Libs of TikTok was doing. So no, uh, Libs of TikTok was not doxing people. As far as accusing LGBTQ teachers of being groomers, in a lot of the cases, if you go and check out those videos, which millions of people are doing now, thanks to Taylor Lorenz and the Washington Post, you will find evidence of nothing more than grooming on these teachers' pages. Now, some teachers aren't grooming, and there's a, 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 I would say a vast majority of teachers are not doing this. But the ones making TikToks about how they have transition closets in their in their classrooms for trans kids to use or how they're talking about talking to kids about gay sexual intercourse and things like that. We might have to have a different discussion about whether or not that G word is able to be used there. And I'm thinking it just might be able to. So that first sentence, we got that out of the way. But yeah, Taylor is totally in the wrong for associating a public name, someone who already advertises themselves to the public as a realtor, with a hateful Twitter account. I can't believe she followed leads to expose a bigoted person who targets individuals by reposting videos in their account names attached at them in the post. Which leads to other hateful bigots to dox and harass those individuals. Again, Libs of TikTok just posts videos that are already out on the internet. And these leftists make the videos with the intent of as many people seeing them as possible. Especially people who disagree with them. So if anything, Libs of TikTok is just pushing their message out there further and doing them a service. So uh, how we could be mad about this or call this doxing is very much incorrect. She went to the house of her family for information, not actually mentioning the family or anything. This video is what is wrong with the right, and I'm glad you will lose the culture war. We'll see about that one. I don't think we're going to lose the culture war. But... Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you're wrong on that. Now, as far as going to somebody's family's house to get information on them, this is something that is done in journalism, often for much bigger stories than this. We're talking major politicians, major breaks, making an expose on something that is quite important. This Lips of TikTok thing is just a woman who runs a TikTok in her free time while she does another job, and you feel the need to find her relatives and go knocking on their doors to find out who she is? Is that how much of a threat she is to your propaganda and indoctrination? I guess so. So Taylor Lorenz is clearly in the wrong here, especially for a journalist who has cried on air talking about doxing individuals and putting out their information. Those two things don't hold water when you're doing exactly what you cry about. So we'll move on. Next. Okay. The hypocrisy here is from the right wing who defend absolute free speech. Why aren't you defending the right for anyone to tweet anything, revealing the woman who runs uh, lips of TikTok's identity is free speech, is it not? Why would you want to censor this information? So let's get let's get into this. Is this protected under free speech? Seemingly so, yes. Although it does violate Twitter's guidelines, nobody is advocating that Taylor Lorenz is not allowed to do this, or that we should strip her of her right to free speech. But free speech in itself does not protect you from criticism for said speech. So if Taylor Lorenz, a person who has complained about doxing and putting people's information out, then a few weeks later does that exact thing. And she herself has recognized how wrong that is to do that to somebody. You can criticize her for doing that, which is exactly what we've done on this program. That by no means undermines or infringes on her right to free speech, but it is a criticism of the way she used her speech anything anything else there taylor that i missed yeah i
2: mean the criti- the valid criticism is that she's a hypocrite and that's yes. the that's the main thing you can't you can't go out there and cry and claim to be a victim of online bullying and then also perpetu- perpetrate that yeah. yourself <laughs> and um, just this one in the last comment and the and taylor Lorenz's article mm-hmm. as well there is this very very intentional framing of libs of tiktok is targeting these teachers yep. and it's and it's like no, they're not targeting like to, like exactly what I almost said. It's not targeting someone to amplify their own videos that they post online. It is targeting someone to go out of your way as a reporter with a nationally syndicated newspaper and with all the full weight of that, and then mm-hmm. personally show up to that pe- that person's family and house uh, to to deliberately go out of their way to doctor them. And then they also did all this, like, you know, in-depth research on the internet to figure out that through this domain that she bought, like, what the name is. And it's like, that is targeting.
0: Right. (laughs) You know, who's
2: targeting? So who's targeting who in this situation?
0: Yeah. And you know how they know they're wrong is because Washington Post lied about doing it. They put Mm -hmm. out a statement saying we never put any information for where the woman who runs Libs of TikTok works or anything like that. They did. They edited it out of the article. Why would you edit something out of the article? Because you know what you did was wrong. And there we go. I think case closed on that one. Next one is from Anne Blackwood with Holistic Counseling. She says, I wish I could give this video multiple likes because thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Love this. Thank you for pointing out this contradiction that is the hallmark of the modern day leftist. They do this with everything. And I don't think they even realize they say things that are completely hypocritical and back to back Thank you so much, Anne. We love that you are enjoying the program and that you are, too, seeing this hypocrisy. Uh, One of the best comments that I get is that I've been thinking this for so long. I'm so glad you were able to verbalize it. And I think that's a cool thing to feel connections with people and what they believe and to feel like your voice is being represented in the media these days because we're so devoid of that. So uh, I'm so happy to hear this and I hope you keep watching. Next. Okay. Okay. Regarding Amber Heard, this is from Matthew Pope. The same thing happened to me. I went to bed one day, working nights, and I woke up to my wife and kids gone. Later got a message from Quartz listing a load of fake accusations against me. Most of them can be proven false. I later found out that she went to a home for abused women. I never even raised my voice to her. She just wanted children and planned the entire thing, as one of her friends later told me. She's a black woman, so in this day and age, I wouldn't stand a chance trying to fight it. I just have to carry on with my life and try to forget. This is horrendous and horrifying. And, uh, of course, I'm not going to speak to any of the allegations made in this, but... If this is true, one of the worst things I can imagine happening to somebody, having children and then having somebody vindictively and calculatedly take them away from you in this way, especially with accusations, because like we said in that episode when we talked about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, as much as you fight this, and even if you did take it to court and they went, yep, this, this is all false, which I recommend that you do. Don't give up because you see the climate of a situation and you just assume it's going to go in this direction. There are plenty of judges that are fair and just and will listen to this and will side in your favor if you have the proof to substantiate your claims. Uh, But even if you do that and you go to court and all this gets wiped away and the judge goes, you're absolutely right, and this woman's liar and vindictive, is anybody ever going to go and print the retraction or go in their own mind and go, oh, wow, she was actually wrong and she was a liar. No, this stays with you for the rest of your life. And the trauma of that and the trauma of having other people know that situation without knowing the truth is a horrendous thing to put anybody through. So man, I would say just vet your partners, but who knows? Sometimes you can't account for things. And just like in the situation of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, Amber Heard was a beautiful, perfect angel with the halo for about a year and a half and then turns into a psycho who poops in your bed when you guys get divorced. I can't I was hoping you'd say it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I don't know. As far as advice I don't have any. And you didn't ask for any. But take this to court. 100%. If you can. Anything else Taylor?
2: Yeah I mean I know that's just like a very tragic situation. But like you said it really reflects the, the state of the culture right now.
0: It really does. Very very unfortunate Matthew. Next. Uh, one six whiskey gender confusion my wife was a tomboy thank goodness she didn't transition dude your content is amazing thank you i feel vindicated for the way for the way i believe and feel i feel that my logic is not racist phobic or ist in any way so happy we could relieve you of those uh the is the obics and the uh all the different labels that they try to put on us to make us feel bad for the things that we believe and i'm also glad that your wife did not transition <laughs> and then you he met her and married her so good for you i was too a tomboy so i'm very glad i didn't grow up in this day and age or i put a, could have been on puberty blockers at a very young age uh, what,
2: what did you do that was tomboyish
0: i was like wanted to wear pants wanted to play sports and football with the boys wasn't super into like princessy stuff and all that so i i definitely although i did love hannah montana as a kid hannah montana was my Jam. Uh, but yeah, just, just things here and there that now what are so innocuous. But now, if you'd done that as a kid, they'd be like, is she a boy? She wants to wear pants and not a skirt?
2: I know. I think about it now. When I was a kid, I actually enjoyed baking cookies with my mom. Uh-huh. And I'm glad that they didn't try to put me on puberty blockers because of that.
0: <laughs> They're like... Taylor asked to lick the spoon when I made brownies. (laughs) He might be a girl. (laughs) We need to call the psychotherapist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, super insane uh, what we're going through right now. And I'm so glad I did not grow up and and have my formative years, although these years are still formative. My brain's not fully formed, but have my young adult prepubescent formative years in this day and age. Okay, uh, I think this is the last one. This is from Mittens Explains It All. I'm a frequent listener of the show and also a frequent listener of Anomala Live. On your Elon Musk versus Twitter episode, I agree with almost everything uh, you said, but one thing. Although I believe that the police should stay in dangerous neighborhoods, I do not think that creating more community centers and increasing funding for schools in these neighborhoods would help them. It has never worked in the past. And in fact, the amount of money poured into schools has been increasing throughout the years. Guess what? Schools have also been getting worse throughout the years from increasing bad teachers, increasingly bad teachers, to new problems such as gender theory and critical race theory being taught in schools. Okay, there's a lot going on here. I think these are two separate problems. So critical race theory and gender theory is battle on the legislative level, we can work on that and work on getting the ideology out of schools. You're seeing Ron DeSantis do that in Florida right now. Beautiful, magnifique thing. Same thing in Virginia, Texas, uh, states like that who are leading the charge in getting this out of schools. Beautiful. But as far as increasing funding for inner city schools and community centers, that is an amazing thing. And it does work because you are giving these children outlets outside of school. So often what's happening is that these kids go to school and the, the education is subpar. It's under-resourced. We're talking things like backpacks, paper, pencils, uh, technology, which other schools have an abundance of and these schools don't. Those are simple things that can elevate the educational standards and the education that is being received in a classroom and just make lives easier for these children so increasing funding in that way i think is a beautiful thing community centers when you live in an underfunded lower income community there is often not much to do outside of school and this is where you can fall into trouble like getting associated in things like violence or not being able to do your homework not having a home environment that is conducive to working on school and developing who you are academically so when you build and fund community centers guess what? These kids have somewhere to go outside of school that is not their home, that is not the streets, and they can work on their homework. They It's all about alleviating the pressure from these children. These children are dealing with pressures that nobody should have to deal with. uh, Adults, let alone people who are in elementary school. So if there's anything that you can do, like community centers and things like that, to alleviate the pressure from these kids, that should be done. Now, not at the harm of police officers and their resourcing and their funding, but there are other avenues and ways that we can do that. Uh, The next paragraph. I've never been to a community center in an inner city, but every single one that I've been to outside of that is bad. Big statement to say that every single one of the community centers is bad. Maybe it's just the ones that you've been to, uh, but they say there are homeless people on benches, trash everywhere, and and a basketball court. Community centers are scams, which a few people in the government benefit from and pretend that they make a specific community better. Now there are ways that this happens too, where they'll get a significant amount of funding vis-a-vis the government or some sort of government institution and then that funding does not actually go into the community but that's all about allocating funds better and making sure that you're properly budgeting where your uh, what the money for these communities community centers is going to, and then making sure that you follow up with them to report back where that money has been spent, because that's often what's lacking in the chain of command, is that we're not following up and making sure that the funds are allocated correctly. As far as homeless people on benches, again, that's fixed with policy. Look at the city of Houston. They fixed a lot of their homelessness problem just with policy, and the people living in these areas in local government advocating for themselves. Trash everywhere, another thing you fix through local government, Uh, and Yeah, that's that seems to be the grievance that is put out here this where can I can agree with people is that if you don't start to create situations where these lower income neighborhoods are improving in a way that involves resource and involves other options from things like violence, drug abuse and addiction guess what? You're going to have this endless cycle of nothing more than that. And right now, a lot of police officers are doing that. I work with LAPD and Watts. Not only are they there to respond to crime, deter crime and work with these communities and connect with them, but they're also working on getting people jobs, doing social work, teaching kids, helping kids get out of uh, bad home situations and domestic violence and abuse. So, A lot of this could be helped if we just had resources and they have programs for the kids for after school doing homework and hundreds of kids use these programs because they need they need the resource they need to to go somewhere to be able to do these things in their lives and they get successful they leave the community they go to college so there's clear there's a clear indication that doing these things uh, creates success for these young people so I'm all for that is that the last one I think so yes that is the last one did it guys. I just felt like I just spoke for like 10 hours.
2: <laughs> it was good though. It's a good breakdown. And if you have disagreements from anything that we've had on the show this week, yes. go ahead and leave them in the comments and we will take them seriously. Respond if you make a good enough argument.
0: Absolutely. We always want to hear dissident opinions and opposition and we will face that head on because if I'm wrong about something, by George, I'll tell you that I'm wrong and I will come forth and say... I was wrong there when I said that. And here's what is actually right. So by all means, if I said something wrong, prove me wrong, because I want to be more truthful in every endeavor that I am involved in, as does Taylor, as does PragerU. So prove us wrong where you can prove us wrong. That sums up Friday's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, leave a piece of bad dating advice that you've gotten that you feel like needs to be gone. Nobody needs to hear and leave any good dating advice because we are are at a deficit when it comes to good dating advice on the internet. And we certainly need more of it, especially from those of you who are in successful long-term marriages. Let us know down below what you did to get your man and keep your man. And hopefully young girls are watching and they can take that advice as well. We will see you guys on Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Also, if you'd like to listen to us over the weekend, go to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, type in Unapologetic or Amla Abinobi, and you will find me and Taylor talking about fun stuff. So I'll see you guys Monday. Bye.